0: Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention, and now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the takeoff.
1: Welcome aboard. What's up, friends? Welcome to episode 12 of the Homesick Podcast, back to a regular episode for you this time, regular interview, me and my buddy Mike Young in Phoenix, me and Mike were in the army together and served in Iraq together, 2009 to 10, and yeah, got to hang out with him for a few days, him and his girl, Samantha, shout out to uh, both of you guys for cooking some great food while I was in town and Hanging out at the bars, playing games. It was a lot of fun. Um, Anyway, back in Fort Collins, Colorado. Finished renovating the van in West Virginia and headed back this way. Just in time for some snow. Past couple days have been in the 70s and today we got snow, it's great. But that means I haven't missed any of the good weather yet, right? All right, anything else to update? Trying to sell the van. Put it on Craigslist yesterday and it, it got some attention immediately. Um, I really like putting these things together. Uh, this is like my second second build kinda. I had that trailer that turned out pretty nice that I sold to a couple. And then uh, I'm real happy with the van right now. I'll be putting some photos on Instagram so you can check it out if you want, but it looks like I might be able to make a little bit of money off this thing, so if that's the case, maybe I'll make that my summer job, just keep buying these things and flipping them. Anyway, enjoy the episode, I got another one coming soon with my chief, I got to visit in Oklahoma. yeah enjoy guys
0: good day for a ride yeah what's this place called uh cave creek national park some shit
1: oh shit is it a national park i have a national parks pass no it's
0: regional park, oh
1: okay right? it's a awesome. regional park that would have really sucked
0: <laughs> national park would be like grand canyon
1: yeah Joshua tree yeah stuff
0: like. That. I don't
1: think all of them are huge though I think there are some smaller national parks yeah, that, that would still be on I've never been here yeah
0: it's pretty cool
1: fuck yeah yeah my sister and her husband got me the National Parks pass when I was going to California but Joshua tree was the only one I got to use it on Yosemite was in the negatives when I was considering making the three hour trek east to go do that. It's like cold. Yeah. I know I'd be sleeping at least one night out there, so fuck that
0: shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's too cold. Yeah.
1: Now I just miss having a
0: bike. It's fun, dude. It's fun. It's dangerous out here. Yeah. Look at that. Fucking horses. You could ride horses over here. Nice. Oh. I never rode a horse before. Yeah, I rode horses a couple times.
1: It's scary, man. You're up high. You don't realize how fucking high you are and how unsteady, how much it feels like you're about to fall right yeah. off. It's more like riding a kayak than sitting on a chair. <laughs> and your balls are just fucking
0: <laughs> getting crushed in the saddle. Yeah. Yeah. oh
1: sucks you missed the rattlesnake coming in he was like a perfect little guy oh, he had really? like red and white or uh, black and white tail it. stripes I didn't see
0: it I would have stopped too
1: the Hyundai in front of me turned around I think they were going to go back and take a picture of it or something
0: yeah it's getting that time of the year too you're going to start seeing them out here we get scorpions in town a bunch of little bastards like this big I think the biggest one I've seen was that big
1: yeah, I was kind of pissed my whole time in Phoenix, uh, that year and a half, two years or whatever, I was at UTI, uh, the only Scorpion I saw was when I was changing my oil one day. Was that a B or a Yeah, fly? I'm pretty sure it's a B. Um, yeah, man, I was changing my oil one day on this S, no, it must have been the Ranger. Oh four- yeah,
0: you did have an S10, didn't you? Uh-huh,
1: another another nitrous project, <laughs> nitrous four-cylinder. <laughs> It was, uh, the S10 extreme. So yeah, it had like ground effects and it was low. And I kind of liked that truck actually. It was fun. Except for that four cylinder. But yeah, I was changing the oil on that Ranger one day and fucking, uh, found a dead scorpion as I was pouring the used oil back into the can. I was like, okay, this is, how the fuck did that happen?
0: They get in people's houses and shit. One time I put, uh, you, I guess you could put them in vodka, and it's supposed to mess with them, but uh, it didn't really work too well. Huh. They start stinging themselves.
1: If you put a live scorpion in, in vodka, vodka yeah. it's supposed to sting itself? Yeah. I didn't see it, though. Fuck, what does it say about vodka?
0: <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't <laughs> This
1: little demon wants to kill itself. <laughs> yeah. Rattlesnakes, too, man. Me and... Uh... I was out shooting one day by myself, I remember, because I came back and showed my apartment complex buddy. I was uh, bird hunting, or just shooting at birds and lizards and shit, uh, with the shotgun and pistol. And I was coming back to the truck for more shotgun shells or whatever. And uh, right before I put my foot down on him, I noticed the coils right there in the rocks. He couldn't even see him. it just saw the pattern. And I jumped like four feet in the air probably and i jumped so high and was so scared that i lost him instantly he didn't move but like i jumped and then i I I landed and i didn't know where it was because he's so fucking
0: camouflaged usually they don't uh they won't literally attack you unless you do step on him
1: yeah but he didn't give me no warning either he didn't give me a rattle he must have been chilling or something um but yeah so i then i shot him i took like I think I hit him like 3 out of 5 times with that little bodyguard 380 that I had. I was like, "Oh, would be a good little practice." Did you eat him? Nah. No. I I've never I've never cooked one. I would have if I, I don't had don't the know-how maybe. But rattlesnake too. You got to be you got to be actually knowledgeable on how to pull that off, bro. I'd fucking accidentally stick myself with
0: them. Yeah. God Yeah. Damn. It. Tastes so good.
1: Yeah. You know, I listened to a really cool podcast where this snake expert was talking to um, Chris Ryan, is a, a cool podcast host I got to meet out in Colorado, actually, and this uh, snake expert was talking about how he's been bitten, like, at least a dozen times by rattlesnakes over his career, and, like, he's like, you don't have to go to the hospital for that shit, and you, did you know that rattlesnake antivenom is, like, $40,000? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's
0: expensive. What
1: the fucking fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, how much does that shit cost I mean, to make?
0: Don't get, don't get bit, I guess. <laughs> I'm
1: not going to the hospital if I do, I think. I'm going no, to fucking...
0: That. It'll hurt so bad.
1: Yeah, but $40,000 hurts a lot more. I know, Man, like, I can uh, I can take some pain for a few days. And just... I know if
0: you get stung by a scorpion, they tell you not, not to come to the hospital. i just going to have oh, yeah. for a little bit, yeah.
1: I actually didn't know that.
0: Unless it's like, I would go if it's like a little baby one generally they don't know how to control themselves. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah, guys got all the, the fun critters out here. Would you ever go back into the military? Yeah, I would. Yeah?
0: Yeah, but not now, I'm all fucked up, no. They would never take me back. The shoulder's all jacked up, dude.
1: From that wreck?
0: Yeah, we were playing darts yesterday. My fucking, my bicep is sore from just throwing darts. I'm actually
1: surprised mine isn't. Yeah, if I get out and play like a round of Frisbee golf anymore, my elbow and my shoulder starts should yeah. give me shit. I didn't get no fucking motorcycle wreck though.
0: Well, I just, this muscle atrophied so much because I've had two surgeries. So there's like almost two years where it was limited use. So like for a year or two years, I was fucking in a sling or some kind of brace. Yeah. Do
1: you want to tell that story about your motorcycle wreck again?
0: Yeah, I so, kind of got a
1: kick out of that the
0: other night <laughs> so I was uh, going home from getting my haircut for the reserves and I pulled out and this kid you know there's this driveway to a business and I'm coming up this street on the right hand side or the left hand side of that and I see this kid pull out and I'm like this kid's gonna go because this van pulled into that same driveway. So mm-hmm. that kid, instead of waiting to make sure there was nobody else coming in the other lane, he fucking pulled out, and I fucking slammed my face right into, uh, into the van, and I literally saw kids back there. Like, that's how <laughs> fucked up it was. Like, and I saw everything happen in slow motion. It's kind of weird when all that stuff, like, when something like that happens, you, you're just like, oh. Mm-hmm. So luckily, I saw everything happening before it really did. And then I slowed down enough to where I didn't, like, actually flip over the fucking vehicle. So I cocked cocked the tail end of the bike to the right a little bit, so that way it didn't hit head-on. That's why a lot of my shoulder was, like, my shoulder literally took the whole force of that impact. Gotcha. So my face hit the van, I had no helmet on, and it was on the back of my bike. So I hit the van, and I see these kids in the back, and they're fucking scared out of their mind. Like little kids? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go straight to the ground, and this kid gets out, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. He's got his hands, like, freaking out. And I get up, and I go, you're a fucking asshole. (laughs) Got up for maybe five, ten seconds, and then all of a sudden, just my shoulder just went throbbing pain. And I went back to the down to the ground and I rolled over and there's people behind me they're already coming out to look at me and stuff um and then uh I look over and my bike's all mangled and I go no my fucking bike I literally said that
1: out the loud. sports stir that you had yeah. in Washington
0: right I was now. like my fucking bike I'm gonna kill you kid <laughs> and then uh these guys came over and there was actually uh, paramedics and ambulances having lunch in that same business complex so they saw kind of everything happening fell over yeah so i got uh they they checked me they like fucking tore my 400 dollars leather jacket off my back and cuz i you know my shoulder they want to move my shoulder i guess so um then after that i was just in pain and like it was the most craziest it isn't it feels like uh just like someone's just like squeezing your your fucking insides like just throbbing.
1: And your shoulder was feeling that, or yeah, just the, no, your whole just so
0: your whole body is, and then you have the adrenaline going through you. That's why he was able to stand up for like ten seconds before all that shit started. Yep. So it was just throbbing and throbbing and throbbing, and then uh, they took, put me in the ambulance. I had never had morphine injected in me, so I was laying there in fucking pain. She's like, "Okay, you're, uh, you're we're gonna give you some morphine. You're gonna get a weird warm sensation." So they inject it, and all of a sudden I go, oh, I can't breathe. I, I think I'm going to die. Because it, like, entered my body, and it made me, like, panic. Because it was so intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, the you know, you didn't worry about the fucking shoulder no more. Um, and then I got to the hospital, and they start cutting more of my clothes off. Fucking, I shat myself, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. So, because I, I think it's just your body and just naturally just fucking... Like oh shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so this and the nurses, of course, they're not a, like hideous-looking people, so they're all pretty good-looking women. And and, and whatever reason that's in a thought in my head, well, I'm fucked up, you know. So they're cutting my my uh, boxers off. My my balls and dick are hanging out. <laughs> and then you know I got to shit myself. And she they pulled it off. Just butt ass naked. They were checking everything on me. And then I sat there in the hospital probably a good hour, hour and a half by myself until somebody came finally. And then uh, they wouldn't give me any more fucking pain pills. It was horrible, dude, just sitting there in pain, so much pain. But yeah, I walked out of there in in, uh, somebody else's gym shorts and I was fucking drugged up like a son of a bitch. And I had drill the next day.
1: Jesus, and you made yeah, it for it? No, I fucking called my...
0: <laughs> no uh, shit. Yeah, yeah I, called my, I called him that night. I was like, hey, uh, I, I'm in a, I was in a motorcycle accident. He goes, oh my God, are you okay? I called my section chief in the they called him, uh, squad leaders in MP world. So I was like, I'll come in. He's uh. like, no, just take care of yourself. So I didn't end up going that weekend.
1: You were an MP in
0: the reserves. Yeah, but I never got uh, MOS qualified. So okay. I was just in the unit.
1: But you were there for years, right?
0: Yeah,
1: so yeah. Fucking reserves is so weird. Yeah. Was there ever any talk of that unit going
0: over? Yeah, they. Uh, some of the guys went to, not not like Iraq or Afghanistan, but they went to Cuba. Um, some guys went to Italy. I would have been fucking cool. Yeah. The guys in Cuba, I don't think they liked it too much. But then they come back. The only reason we, we you know some of us think us we weren't MOS qualified yet. So. Hmm. but yeah that was fun there's some cool people in there too you meet kind of different like stories and mm-hmm. there's a lot of infantry ex-infantry guys in there right. from active duty uh, one of the guys, uh, his name's Hernandez he's pretty cool he reminded me a lot of the active duty army and it's weird when you go from active duty to the reserves it's a way different like, banter, and um, there was, like, just the way, like, NCOs talk to privates, mm-hmm. and, like, I was expecting it to be just, like, act duty, where, you know, yes, sergeant, no sergeant, and it's not, like, so much like that. hmm So it's kind of weird. It's different. But I think a lot of that is because they're, you know, they're not, that's not their life, really, so that was when I first got into that unit it was hard for me to kind of be like all right I can't be a you know a dick and you know it I don't know, it's weird it's just a different environment
1: yeah it's funny because I didn't know until the other night when we were talking that you did the reserves yeah. after you're active because I was in for about a year before I went active but after basic training and seeing what like you know what real dudes looked like in Fort Benning Georgia and and then coming back, man, I was like, I can't deploy with these guys. This yeah. is <laughs> it's a horrible idea. It's a bunch of deer hunters from West Virginia. Yeah, dress up once a month. It's like, man, you can't even call yourself like a a basketball player right. if you play basketball two days a month.
0: <laughs> I did go to uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, for training. Which is what did you cool. do out there? Uh, we were we were op four. Oh, you were the bad guys. Yeah, so we nice. did OP4, and then one year I went back out there for our, like, our training. You have two different types, the prison guards and the ones that do like patrols and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the, they do the base, they secure the base and all that, or the cobs or whatever. Um, but when I went, we were doing OP4 for the, the type of MPs that do the prison guards, pretty much. That's what they are. Okay. So that was fun. Like, it was real, too. Like, they kept you in a, like, mock cell for fucking... I was in a cell for, like, 10, 12 hours doing nothing. Couldn't have nothing in there. They'd feed you just like a prisoner. They'd search you. You'd have to go out and get, you know, you had, like, actual uh, yard time. They'd take you out. And no shit. Yeah, dude, it was, it was weird. Did you just do one 12-hour day? Or no, was it, it was I multiple. I would assume shifts. Yeah, we went all the shifts. way to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it was shifts. So we stayed out there. Um and then the first day we got there was fucking cold as shit like first time i ever been in negative one degree weather and then the next day it would be like 60 degrees Wisconsin's got some fucked up weather
1: Jesus that's crazy cause I've like I've known a couple MPs but I never thought of like the whole prisoner aspect yeah. uh, the prison guard aspect of it in the military military police and a prison guard that'd be crazy
0: yeah and then we we got to play, we got to switch roles. Or oh, cool. You got to at least learn someone else's job. And that was cool. Um, and then I didn't like ever go to the MOS school, uh, but I learned a lot in that because a lot of those guys are police officers, too. So it's kind of similar. So we do, like, you know, searching vehicles, same bullshit you normally would do. They show you how to cuff somebody, and, you know. Um, and then the cert team we did that so I was able to what is that so you the the guys would dress up in the prison and like the for riots and like out-of-hand inmates or whatever oh oh yeah, uh, yeah. detainees is what they call them and they dress up and you had one guy pretending to like start some shit and there was like a padded room stuff so nobody got hurt but it was fun because they'd fucking tackle your ass. And you, Did know, you have the shields. Yeah, they had the shields. Yeah. Isn't one of the things you
1: want to box them in with yeah. the shield? You yeah. just get like four of them and yeah. just yeah.
0: You go in a line, so one guy goes in, the other guy splits off a little bit, and you corner this person, and then you start grabbing one hand. Mm. You you like open the shields up. You grab one one uh you know, fault whatever these yeah. things are. So you grab one. Another guy comes and grabs another one, and that's how you kind of get them.
1: And hope he's not a kickboxer.
0: Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun, dude. I had some fun over there. That sounds like it.
1: It reminds me, of, like, some of the stuff we got to. Were you in that group when we were over in Iraq that got to train the eyes? No. We did it. That was fun, man. Yeah. I can't I remember, remember how many me. of us there you were. We did
0: it right across the, the uh, in that field right across from our little camp, where yeah. that, that little range was. Yeah. Dude, that was so much fun. I think I we tried out. that range one time that whole time we were there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was blast. And that was one thing I look back on as, like, an actual upside to us being there. Because those guys,
0: fucking Christ, you couldn't, yeah, I know. <laughs> couldn't get them to coordinate. Well, every time we would go on a <laughs> patrol, they'd fucking their patrol commander would want to fucking leave early. Remember oh, that? yeah? Yeah. No. Fucking... Um, oh, wait, yeah,
1: that does kind of ring a bell yeah, now. We, yeah, a couple hours we, in.
0: <laughs> we'd sit there, and then they would try to leave, and then our platoon sergeant would fucking flip out on them. It was like, no, motherfucker, you're staying with us. So they ended up staying. And I remember one time we were all sitting in the staging area waiting for them to show up, and they finally got there, and they weren't, you know how we always were in gear, ready to go, just didn't have our Kevlar's on, but we had a weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, those guys would pull up, and they'd be in just their regular uniforms, no weapons on, no nothing. I remember one of the time their generals pulled up, and they got fucking reamed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he saw us, and then saw them, and they were just jacking around and fucking not taking anything serious. That's pretty fucking scary to, if you think about it. Like, those are the guys that we went out and patrol with.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were just auditing, right? It's like we're gonna do our thing yeah. <laughs> regardless of what you guys are yeah, up to. Yeah, but like, exactly. if uh, if it comes down to it, I hope they jump in and help. No, but,
0: I think. I mean, be- we
1: we were always hearing those rumors too about like you know that our terps or like IA were in on a lot of the shit, yeah. of helping out the bad yeah. guys, planting bombs and shit. So who knows? I didn't get to have a lot of deep conversations with many of them. <laughs>
0: Bit of a remember, li- language barrier. Uh, I Remember
1: Nicholson always liked to talk to them too. I remember chatting with one and he showed me uh, a fucking video on his cell phone or they, a they camera sho- or something. They showed you porn all the time. Well, I don't remember that. I don't,
0: I, every I time know. we'd go on a mission, oh, check check on my phone, check on my phone.
1: This one homie showed me an execution video. Ooh. We were talking about like Saddam's guys or something, and he's like, ooh ooh, check this out, man. And fucking shows all there was probably like. 10 people on their knees, you know, with their hands up on their head or something, and somebody was just walking behind them with a pistol. Just oh, yeah, I think that was in response to, like, did, oh, did he, so like, how did you, you, was... you guys do with Saddam's dudes? Where
0: did oh, that's what they showed up. Oh, okay, I'm pretty
1: sure that's what it was.
0: Those are weird tens,
1: yeah. And then I was talking to another one of them one day when we were, like, in the middle of a patrol in town or something. Or, no, it was one of those times where we, like, went to another base and then we had to wait forever to link up with somebody or something like that. And I'm talking to this one guy and uh, he's got this patch that says Hitman. And it has, like, a skull with crosshairs on it. And uh, we were talking about trading patches because he liked... I forget if it was our unit patch or the American flag I, I traded one of them for him, which we weren't supposed to be doing but I was like how'd you get that hitman patch dude and he just holds his hands up in a line like he's holding a <laughs> rifle and it, ta, ta, ta. Yeah. <laughs> I was like oh okay no yeah okay <laughs> and I still got it I actually got it in my little keepsake oh, box really? in the van there yeah that and I got uh, like a douche slug because they're like I don't know, thirty, forty percent bigger than a fifty cal, so I knew it wasn't a fifty cal. I'm pretty sure it's one of those Russian douchkas that you always see them in the back of the pickup trucks, fucking ISIS dudes driving around. So I got that, got my hitman patch. I wish we could have brought home more like war trophy shit. Yeah, well, but
0: I don't even want anything yeah, dangerous. People, I just want <laughs> on some crazy shit. Yeah. I remember. uh one time we stopped at this IP station, and we all we just were talking with the uh, local IPs there to see what's going on. And then we stopped in, and we went into their station, and I took a piss where they shower, I think, <laughs> on accident. So I went in there. and I was like, okay, I'll just piss because it was just just holes in the grounds. Right. they fucking I remember do? That, yeah. Like, how do you shit there, dude? Like, you got but they squat. They sit there and they shit and squat. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I pissed in their showers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the hard to tell the difference. Yeah, I tell people about the Iraqi porta shitters over there. The first time I walked in one, and instead of a you know instead of a toilet to sit on, it's just a hole it in is. the floor with two little footprints next to it. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Guess it's not a bad system. And don't fucking
0: wear underwear under that
1: either. Yeah, I mean it's cut. Yeah, they just hike their skirt up and squat down.
0: No toilet paper inside either. Yeah. Yeah, just fucking straight.
1: California was dope. About the best vacation I could have asked for. First time I've had like no schedule, no deadline. Really, like you know, you're always on a time schedule on vacation, and you're usually with people, so you're sharing that time schedule. Got to compromise on what you want to do. Just like, you know, there's a couple days I'd wake up thinking I was gonna hang out, and I woke up and just caught the bug to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, it was a blast. Santa Cruz, Santa Barbara, probably my favorites. And if I wouldn't have sprained my fucking wrist, I could be surfing in Texas here in a couple days.
0: It's probably cold over there
1: still. Yeah, I got a wetsuit. It's cold in Cali, too. But after swimming in Colorado, I mean, in Colorado, even in the summertime, the water is all snowmelt. So it's still fucking cold as shit. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, opposite of back east, you know, and, like, you have a really hot week, all the water goes down, right? But in Colorado, really hot week, it melts in the highlands, and then hot week, and all the water level goes up.
0: Yeah, this is, like, the time of the year where before it starts getting super stupid hot. By April, it'll be probably 90s, and then we'll get fucking summer forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: can't remember who I was talking to about it the other day, but, yeah. Um, the things I always bring up about Phoenix in the summertime is if you have anything aerosol in your car, it will detonate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you uh, if you have a motorcycle, you have to find yeah. one of those kickstand plates in the yeah, asphalt. The asphalt melts in there, yeah. <laughs> you come out, and find your bike on its side because your fucking kickstand sinks into the ground, and uh, you can't walk your dog after like nine a.m. Yeah, or they, <laughs> they like some people put shoes
0: on their dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah, little rubber boots. I wonder if I brought Duke back out here, if he'd know that this is where he came from.
0: I don't know. That's a
1: good question. They say dogs have longer memories. Where is they he I found new owners for him oh, yeah. in uh, just north of Fort Collins, town the port. That's where I did my the whitewater raft guide training up there. I found a cool couple, a little older than me, thirty five or something, and they got double wide and a big yard. And That's bur- cool. Yeah. yeah, he's in a good spot. I just couldn't do the whole dog in the van thing. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been fun for him, either. He likes to run around. Yeah,
0: he's a big dog. Yeah.
1: But I still think about the the memory thing. Like, those people sent me pictures of him, and, like, he was smiling in, like, one of them or something, but he just had this look on his face, and I'm like, fuck, does he, does he
0: think about me, man? And <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good question. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: Probably not, dude. I think they have short-term memories. Yeah. Yeah. You walk out for, like, ten minutes, and then you walk back in, and they get all excited like you've been gone for fucking hours. Right. They have no concept of time.
1: They say that, yeah, because I was reading about it the other day, and people were saying that, like, it is a thing, that your dog definitely recognizes you if he hasn't seen you for a few years or whatever, new owners, people come back and visit... Uh, that'll probably fucking
0: break me up. (laughs) oh yeah when I see my old dogs sometimes they they start crying and Mm. so they remember you I just don't think they really realize how much time has passed
1: yeah sure yeah they're not
0: working 40 hour weeks yeah
1: (laughs) keeping track of the (laughs) calories.
0: you want to see one of the videos I did when I was selling cars dude of what? Of
1: you working somebody?
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's check this
1: one out. Right. Hey everyone, it's Shelly. I'm loving the experience of Belford. Mike is awesome. He He's the best sales rep we've ever had. Check out the car. It's absolutely gorgeous. We couldn't find another one in the state, and Belford is the one for you.
0: Hey,
1: everybody, this is Mike, your awesome car guy. I'm sending you <laughs> a 2018 Ford Mustang. <laughs> that was good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that good, that slick salesman talk down for sure.
0: How long did you end up selling cars for? Uh, let's see. I was in the car business since 2014. I sold cars uh, the first part of that year. And then I got into like setting appointments, bringing people into the dealership. And then I, but I had sold cars over the phone, like several thousands of products, not thousands, but like a lot. Mm -hmm. So then I finally switched over to selling cars because I just wasn't making enough money anymore. And then I was making like six, seven, eight grand a month. And then it slowed down. And then the dealership I worked for, they're not really good people. You know I learned a lot being in the environment, but like they were just, you know, I sold a car to a guy in Galt, California and got paid a hundred bucks. And I drove the fucking truck all the way up to Galt, California, 10 hours, you know, and then came back down and they gave me shit for it because I only got a hundred bucks for it. But I do anything to make a deal, you know, mm-hmm. that's my philosophy. Do anything to make a deal.
1: Yeah, and you probably got a lot of business word of mouth because <laughs> well, yeah, of it. And I yeah, and
0: that guy fucking loved me. All my customers always, they all, I still get calls a day, like, you're used to work selling cars, you know, and then I refer them to my buddies, but, you know, my customers, they all loved me. Well, they didn't love Belfort, they loved me, because I would go out of my way. Like, I sold a, a used Suburban to some lady who had like I had called a year before, talked to her maybe twice, and mm-hmm. she came in one day and remembered me and asked for me. So I ended up selling her a Suburban and the fucking top end pretty much exploded on her like a week later. So it was doing this like weird knocking noise.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. some of the cylinders were dead. And uh, I felt bad, you know? It's, you know, nobody wants to buy it. She spent a lot of money on that fucking car. And luckily it was still in the warranty, so we just sent it to Chevy and we yeah. But I went and picked it up from her work because I didn't want her driving that fucking thing. And then took it in and gave her, one. you know, I can went and picked her up, gave her a car, and then uh, she was super happy. So it's stuff like that. You got to... But that dealership that I worked at, I didn't recognize that as, like, being... The problem is, like, you can be a salesperson and make a shit ton of money and sell a bunch of cars. But, like... You know the the problem is like people the people who have good customers repeat business they're gonna stay in business but a lot, the pro that problem in that dealership was they didn't care enough for so I got shit on a lot pretty much you know uh, the the general manager didn't like me there was only one manager I really liked me the general manager liked me but not really and then the general sales manager he was a fucking roided out like bald fucking Trump. Fucking sucking his dick like uh, he's got Trump train on his his fucking car. His Trump Prius. Train. He's got Trump. <laughs> uh, Trump. Now get this this is the best part. He's got a Trump train. Uh, like bumper sticker right mm. on a fucking Toyota Prius. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is the roided out ball yeah, guy. Yeah, roided out ball guy. Like the most contradicting
0: <laughs> stupid motherfucker. What I've color ever Prius? It was gray. It's like a okay. bluish gray. Well.
1: Jesus. But it was that's... just,
0: uh, he was the most, he was a dick, dude. <laughs> he was a dick. Did not want to give me accolades for anything, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so, a lot and a lot of that, the car business is shifting to online, mm-hmm. and you're not going to make the money that you're, like, I would spend six, seven hours with one customer, sometimes to get $100 for a deal. That's fucking nothing, dude, for seven hours of work. Like, yeah. You haven't like you ever converse with somebody for seven hours straight, dude? It gets fucking tough. Yeah, I bet. You know, it's like you can only talk about so much shit before you're like, okay, I gotta go do something real quick. I'll be back, you know. But unfortunately, yeah. it shouldn't take a, someone that long to buy a car in the first place. But that's another thing too: is doing that job. You you could be as fast as you can, but then once it's out of your hands, it's like goes to the finance guy. Everything just slows down. Mm-hmm. That's what people hate. Like, I don't even want to talk to a finance manager. I had a couple customers like that, too. Yeah, I don't want to talk to finance guy. Just keep, I want you to do the contracts. I've had to do that several times, too. Because <laughs> I don't want to be sold shit. Right. Which is stupid. You should buy a warranty when you buy a car. I used to tell people all the time. Like, I bought a car, I have a warranty on all my vehicles. Manufacturers aren't perfect. Something's going to happen. You know? And then you're going to get pissed when you don't have one. And then you're going to remember when I told you you should have bought one. Yeah. Or maybe more people should learn how to turn wrenches. Yeah, it's harder now on these cars, man. You can't just... Yeah, fucking, I don't I don't like
1: new cars either. You can't just I, like. fucking,
0: <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do on my truck. I mean, I wouldn't have the first, slide slightest screw. I could cha- yeah. probably change spark plugs. Right. What year is it? It's a 17.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. A- it's
0: got a fucking turbo. I have no idea how to fucking maintain that. Like, I don't know what happens if that thing breaks. What's going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? So... That's why I bought the warranty. Selling cars is fun, man. It's, a, it's a, I miss it sometimes, but it's just not worth what people aren't. I used to make this joke in private, like, people will come in, it doesn't matter if the car will suck you off while you're driving. <laughs> they don't want to pay for what these cars are worth. They don't Yeah, see but are the they value. really worth what they're worth? What they're worth, <laughs> it's perceived value, dude. It so if I tell you what this car is going to do for you in your life and what it's going to accomplish, you need a car to go to work, right? Not you. But no. Average, I'm saying you. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. the average person. Yeah. Need a car to go to work. There's a reason why you want to trade in this one. You don't like it. Right? Mm. Or a lot of people come in, they can't afford their car payments anymore. They want to lower their monthly payment, but they don't want to take a little or car. You know, there's this bunch of stuff that like consumers are like kinda of like their almost their worst enemy too, because they expect so much. But they're they're Appetite can only handle X, you know? You come in, like I was telling you the other day, you you know, not racist, but, you know, whatever. The Indians that come in, Mm. they want a $350 a month Mustang. It's not fucking possible.
1: Yeah. Don't you think, though, that this is maybe a problem of, like, where we... we buy whatever the bank will finance us well, for in this is, country ins- another, instead of buying what we need. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, consumers are their worst enemy. They don't, and Americans
1: are the worst consumers. Don't know, saying, <laughs> you don't
0: You don't have to buy a brand new car. You can buy yeah. a car cash or half put half of a car, you know. you know. I bought my truck. I only bought that truck because I had seven grand worth of trade-in and I put like two grand down. Mm-hmm. So I did not want to have like I didn't have to get gap insurance because I was so ahead in its value versus what I owe. So you—that's the smart way to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Coming in, going, I got thousand dollars down and I want to buy a twenty-five thousand dollar car. You're an idiot because you're you're not Agreed. even yeah. you're not even paying for your taxes, dude. You're now going to roll in those taxes into a finance loan. Yeah. Should always at least I always told told people too. Should always at least try to cover your taxes. That way you're not covering, you're not financing taxes. Yeah. You know, that's what gets you flipped in your your car. Sure. But yeah, that's, it's fun though. I've had people cry. Um, (laughs) Swear to God, dude. People thought they came in, they couldn't get a car. I got them done. Get them financed. Oh, happiness. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. happiness. this I remember she fucking worked at Walmart, had never owned a car. She didn't think she was going to get a car. This chick didn't have a driver's license. Okay? Reminds she came me in. Of yeah. Buddy. yeah, so she came in and didn't have a driver's license. So I took her to the DMV. That day I got she got her driver's license. No shit. Yeah. So she had <laughs> she didn't she didn't have one before. It was like she moved from another state. Oh, okay. And never got another one. And she never she just didn't know how it worked. So I go, "You know you could just probably go to the DMV and they could pull your own re- old records from the other state and give you a license here, right?" And she goes, "No." Okay, well, I go, come on, let's go. So we drove to the DMV. She came out, harm's waving, all fucking excited. <laughs> Got her fucking license, sold her a car. How old is this girl? Uh, she's probably like 26. <laughs> okay. She was young. Yeah. But, you know, it's, she had like these kids. and I'm pretty sure her boyfriend beats her, but yeah. Anyways. Well, you
1: hooked her up, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was super happy, dude. It was she cried. I've had people um, just be overjoyed and you know, thank you, thank you so much. I don't fucking do nothing, dude. I didn't make the goddamn cars. Yeah, you know, I just
1: feel like if people would be more reasonable in what they did, cars and houses are like the two, the two worst expenses people have for sure. And if people just would quit seeing how big of a loan they could get and start yeah. thinking how much of a car do I oh, need?
0: Yeah. We got I got approved for like two, when I bought my house I got approved for like two hundred and twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars I think we only took one hundred and fifty four thousand
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know because we only needed so much space so and we still were able to get like a three bedroom house with a yard nice big backyard and and stuff like that but like yeah you don't have to fucking a bank if you go and buy something you're financing. You don't have to take all the money that they're saying that they're gonna give you. Exactly. You know? But people don't see it that way. They want they want to look like they have nice things and stuff like that. Well, the banks are gonna own our asses. You know, China's gonna own our asses. Right. We owe China a lot of money. We're gonna be speaking Chinese here in about 20 years. I don't know.
1: I think a lot of things are gonna be weird here in twenty years. Yeah, I might start selling those vans, dude. I think that's I think that's my next business You're idea. Just buying up vans and then fixing them up. Yep. I paid thirty five hundred for that, and I bet you I could put up. I bet you I could get eight or nine thousand for it, all built out. How many miles? Eighty.
0: Oh, that's nothing, dude. That's, that's why I bought it. Yeah. You bought that for how much? Three and a half grand. How much? How many miles are on it then? It's like seventy nine, seventy eight. Oh my god,
1: dude, she's a peach.
0: When's the last time you placed the tires on it?
1: It had basically brand new tires when I bought it. They yeah. still got, they still got a lot of yeah, they still look,
0: look good. I'll rotate them when I get back to West Those Virginia. Those are good fucking rims to have on there too.
1: Yeah. I haven't figured out how to get those off. Do you just take like a little bar or something to one of the inside uh,
0: edges? There might be, yeah. Uh, like, might just pop off like a cap. Yeah,
1: I just checked out the brakes with the mirror after I smoked them coming out of Colorado. What uh, kind of brakes are on it? It's got discs in the front, drums in the back. Yeah,
0: which ones smoke? I can't imagine the front. Yeah, I can't imagine the drum brakes. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, the front takes all the all the abuse.
0: Especially coming down those mountains. What's nice about drum brakes is you don't really have to do shit to them for a long time. You're probably getting close, though. You're yeah, I'll check it all out. I'll probably just do it all. When you get to Virginia, West Virginia. Mhm.
1: Yeah, man. change the world with fans. Get people out of debt. <laughs> Make more space for can't everybody. Have you
0: can't have a family in a van, man. Sure
1: you fucking can.
0: You know how many
1: families I've seen? Dude, I got to meet a cool... Let's see, where was that? Santa Barbara. Between Santa Barbara and Malibu somewhere, me and Zach, uh, from the last episode, I just put out, we met a guy and his son who were traveling around. The son was a sponsored surfer. He's like 15 or something. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, and the dad is like an old school, you know, old hippie, retired surfer. And, uh, you know, his son's got companies that pay him and give him... Give them free surfboards, um, so they just travel around. I think they did have a Ford Transit van, actually. Oh really? With like fucking eight surfboards stacked up on the bed, yeah, and they just just drive around surfing. Nah, I don't know,
0: dude. It's a, it's your, you know if you want to do that something like that you can, but people you know want to. Some people don't want to do
1: that, you know. All right. Well, here's a question: If work was n- no, if you had all the money you needed, what would you want to do?
0: I travel. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it on a van. I'd do it on that fucking bike. Yeah. You know, I'd be sitting in hotels or camping. That'd be cool, too. Just going around and finding, like, campsites, mm-hmm. pitching a tent. But well, then, what
1: would be at the top of your travel list? Inside the U.S., outside the U.S.? Uh, probably, either?
0: first, I'd probably travel around the U.S. first, and I think I'd go to, um, I'd probably go to Washington, D.C., just to see that stuff, and then I'd start back around. So I'd probably zip across the bottom of the state, up the side, and then zip from Washington, back down into the middle of the country and see Middle America. I've never been anywhere now other than Wisconsin, which you only know, see limited stuff there. Yeah. I did get some good ass cheese there. Oh which, yeah. Yeah. Oh fucking so good. You ever had curds? Yeah. The squeaky
1: squeaky cheese curds. Squeaky I love that that noise and we went, texture.
0: We went to a bar while we were up there. Had those, and then I had a, somebody. They went out, and I had somebody grab me a thing of cheese. I was like, just get any cheese. It's cheddar. So they wrote, get, <laughs> dropped back <laughs> any cheese that's cheddar. Any cheese that's cheddar. They brought back this like roll, and it was in that. What's that red stuff? They wax. Yeah, yeah it was, but it was aged white cheddar. This is mm. the fucking best cheese I ever had, dude.
1: Mm, I love cheese.
0: I give some to my dog too. But yeah, eat
1: this shit. I'd give Duke little pieces of the yeah. good stuff for sure. Don't bother with that, you know the bullshit. But yeah, if we got some good yeah. Gouda or something, yeah, you should try this. <laughs> and I'd probably go to Europe for a yeah. second. Yeah. I think Spain is at the top of my list yeah. right now.
0: Seems I'd like, like to go to Hawaii though too. I'd like yeah. to ride out there. No, that seems like it would just be constantly, you're just constantly looking around at the fucking beautiful mm-hmm. scenery. Like, you'd probably crash at one point, rubbernecking, like, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, my other buddy that I visited up in Humboldt County, AZ, the one that I did a casino job with in Colorado, that's his plan. He wants to get out of California, save up some money, and move to Hawaii. He's thinking about doing the van thing for a little bit when he gets there. It's
0: expensive,
1: dude. Exactly. So he's gonna try and buy a van and then do that for like at least two or three months while he works his new job and saves up a little bit. Yeah, it's a super expensive place. I'd like to check it out, but that would cost a lot to get my van there, and
0: then. Well, you could right now. You can buy a ticket for eighty-eight bucks. Southwest. Really? Yeah, plane ticket.
1: Dude, just backpack, right? Yeah, yeah. you
0: can just fucking go there. Get
1: a bicycle.
0: You can probably buy, buy a van like that there.
1: I mean, shit, I'd be good with a bicycle and a tent. It'd probably be super expensive, though, to be honest with you.
0: The van? Yeah, because yeah. it's... I can't imagine buying a car out there. That's got to be insane.
1: Maybe I should build vans in West Virginia and sell them in
0: Hawaii. You could. But well, you got to get somebody who's going to pay for shipping. Yeah, well... I... Say, I'd get it over there no, if you, the price worked. You, you gotta make the customer pay for shipping, dude. Mm.
1: Well, in that case, I think I'll just keep it simple because I probably have to pay like fucking oh, import it, it, tax. It'd be, yeah. it'd be a, it'd be a no, of,
0: I don't think it'd be an import tax. It'd just be maybe, I don't know. Just about it works. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking car you're gonna put on a ship.
1: Yeah, nah, I'll just sell them in Colorado. I can drive them out there and. Hopefully it works. I talked to a buddy in Arizona, or not Arizona, uh, Colorado about it too. One of the guys I did the security job with, we were talking about. Whenever I get back in the spring or early summer, buy a van and build it, flip it. There's a market for it, man. Everybody's talking about the housing crisis, how hard it is to fucking keep a roof over your head.
0: It's there is no housing there was but there isn't anymore what? housing crisis
1: oh I mean I still hear people talk about yeah, how hard it is to own a
0: home you it's know? hard if you have like make bad decisions and don't you know plan for it you know when you buy a house you don't you, you got to maintain the house. It's gonna shit's gonna break. Like water heaters are gonna break. So you got money for that set aside. Like yeah, you I had to redo
1: about. the whole HVAC system in mine. Yeah. That was fun.
0: So you have to think about that kind of shit. That's why when you buy a house, you make sure everything you know, and then you buy a fucking warranty. Just buy a home warranty. Shit breaks, you don't have to pay for it. Your fucking insurance company does. Yeah. Oh, I thought I got stung by a bee, dude. Hmm. I think I just got stung by a bee. Where? On your back?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you took it like a champ. No, it wasn't a bee.
0: It felt like it. It felt like a Horse bee. fly, think, Maybe I think maybe a nerve got pinched. Yeah. My whole like <sighs> spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, baby. So you're gonna <coughs> go back home. a couple uh, what do you think six months no
1: not nearly
0: really yeah I'm just gonna get that van built and head back to Colorado for the good season
1: yeah what do you I mean what do you do
0: for your money I mean do you just
1: I will so I quit um, paying rent in June that's when I moved out of my old rental house June of last year and then I worked Uh, I had that trailer I was using the Volkswagen pulling the trailer and I worked for about um, Worked for about five months, probably without paying rent, so money stacks up pretty quick. So I left Colorado with like five grand. Left out to California, got just under two left. So
0: that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> it's amazing how much money stays in your you pocket don't, and you don't when you ain't got a landlord, either. huh? Okay, you don't need a lot either. So I would. Yeah. Me, I'd be fucking like God. I gotta have three meals a day
1: feels a lot better just eating eating less man I sort of I've
0: been I think you're supposed to snack more than like have three meals a day I think it's better for your body and you eat more often
1: yeah but here's the thing is like when I'm eating noon to 8 and then I don't eat for that like 16 hours in between uh, you reset like you feel everything go empty and then you drop into this like you're not hungry anymore like your body's just—it's all good. You're cool. You're light on your feet, and yeah, I like it. I think I think we kind of do ourselves a disservice by constantly eating. Your body doesn't have a time to like reset.
0: No, I'm mean, I'm not like saying meals. I'm saying like a apple every couple hours, or an orange, or
1: yeah, but it's the same thing, right? You're turning on your you're turning on your digestive well, system and everything.
0: That's how, how you are supposed to lose weight. It's sad your your body gets used constantly to, eating. Yeah, because you're bur- constantly burning stuff rather than storing it. Because your body gets used to like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna eat for. Because right now, like normal person, they eat breakfast at what eight o'clock mm-hmm. and then don't eat again until like one or two. And then so, so like I don't eat until like seven or eight o'clock at night. So your body naturally stores fat. That's how you get fat. Because it's like a survival thing. Yeah, I don't know. there's a bunch of theories out there, and
1: and it's also just about people react differently to all kinds of stuff. You just gotta kind of find what works for you.
0: Oh, I sometimes. I eat like once a day, but you know that once is like gorging because I didn't eat nothing all day. Yeah. So
1: that's cool. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think.
0: So I go to work and I want to eat shit then i get home I'm like oh god i want to fucking devour a cow
1: have you ever tried like a four, like a 24-hour fast
0: no i couldn't do it man too fat for that couldn't do it's it. it's not as hard as you
1: think if you eat like a really big dinner i did juicing and then just once. wait until dinner the
0: next day i did juicing once and that was tough I yeah
1: know. i don't think that's the greatest idea it's
0: you drink a lot of juice and water, just a lot to of sugar, feel your, and you feel your stuff. Not like, but I would make like juice, my own juice. Like, right,
1: the, but the, you've heard that whole debate, right? It's like, is juice like any kind of juice healthy? Because you're, you when you eat an apple, you're getting the fiber of the meat of the apple along with the sugar, but when you drink apple juice, you're it's just drinking whole, yeah, sugar. It's not
0: apple. Yeah, You can't squeeze an apple Well I mean you can You can fucking squeeze an apple with juice But it's not It's
1: all the same for orange juice Orange juice yeah
0: You can Well you could squeeze fresh oranges And get pretty good juice out of it But you can't squeeze a lemon Right And have lemonade You have to put sugar in it Yeah What were we talking about? (laughs) Juice We just got on the topic of juice for some reason (laughs) Yeah, try not to do juice. We should try and juice a cactus. Pretty sure I've seen cactus juice. Really? in a store, maybe. There's a shit ton of cactus over here. I just realized that.
1: Yeah, might get in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're protected. The saguaro cactus—they're protected.
1: Saguaro's are the the big ones, right? Yeah. The classic.
0: Yeah, they live forever.
1: I keep seeing ones that are, like, dead from the ground. Or they look dead, anyway, from, you know, the first, the bottom half of them will yeah. look dead, and the top half looks good. That's kind weird. of backwards, right?
0: I think it's funny, too, is these birds will make, like, little homes in there, too.
1: Yeah. I wonder how many rattlesnakes are within a stone throw of us
0: right now. I bet you there's some in that bush right over there. <laughs> they're also probably doing a podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck would rattlesnakes talk about if they had a podcast f- it
0: was a fucking rat day last night but the asshole human being that almost stepped on them <laughs> hey you remember uh, when there was like no humans around and we, we could do whatever we wanted Oh, I bet I bet you there's probably a couple in there. These little bushes over here.
1: Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, that one that I shot out in the desert, uh, he was between three and four feet long, probably. He stretched all the way across the tailgate of my ranger. Got a picture of him on Facebook with like three holes in him.
0: <laughs> That's not bad either if you did just like if you went and just found these parks everywhere you just camped out in them when you're in your van
1: well a lot of a lot of places charge I haven't done like I didn't sleep in Joshua Tree because it was like 10 or 15 a night or something oh, really? but I just drove into I forget what the town in Indio track, maybe is the how do they keep track that you're they running? do it's a it's a slip you like fill out a form and put your money in it and then the Ranger comes around a couple times a day oh, really? and checks it yeah yeah and I wish it was you know, because like that's a turn off for people that would otherwise be like more outdoorsy, you know if you, when you get when you got to pay those fees like, yeah, I, I know, get that it goes to the yeah, right cause, yeah but
0: it goes to maintaining and yeah. paying those old people that were at the gate to sit there all day long, yeah who these this place probably doesn't see enough traffic for them to actually get a fucking wage. I mean, I can't imagine they make sh- you know, but that's probably why they do it they're old,
1: yeah. Yeah, man, it just bums me out because there's a lot of people that, that don't get outdoors hardly at all, man, especially in big cities and stuff. If you're working 40 hours a week in a big city, it's like you might feel the sun on your face like 20 minutes a week or but something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, yeah not, that's one thing I regret is not doing stuff like this more often, just going out and being sober and not, you know, you know, fucked up and going to the bar and, like, just enjoying life yeah i
1: that's mean crazy. i like to smoke weed whenever i'm hiking in a, in a weed friendly you know, state I've, I've
0: watched uh i've watched a program where these guys actually like and they're like built like big fucking dudes and they're healthy and stuff and that's what they do they'll do like dabs before they go out on a hike
1: that's a little much <laughs> they,
0: this guy was claiming that it's actually like really good for you
1: huh yeah I mean, I would think that yeah. I always feel like your body opens up after a good workout, uh, so that's when I like to take my supplements and stuff like you know, the turmeric and ginseng and shit. I try and take it after a good workout with a meal, and same thing when you're outside. So yeah, I, I feel like if you got aches and pains, maybe the CBD and the THC will do better work on you yeah. after you after you're opened up.
0: Makes yeah, it's pretty, it was
1: pretty interesting. But my only. Drawback to like smoking when I'm out doing stuff like this is after breaking my ankle in Colorado, I'm so paranoid that I'm gonna fucking roll my shit again, and if I did that because I was stoned, I would never forgive myself, (laughs) because that was that was the worst six months of my life, not being able to fucking walk around without crutches. It's also my first like real injury, so. Six, twenty-seven, whatever. Uh, can't really complain. And a lot of people like break their arm when they're a kid, break the leg. Yeah, I never right, like never uh,
0: broken a bone until that fucking motorcycle. Like, so what actually
1: got broke? Was that your your, so, your humerus?
0: No, it was. It, I can't remember the what their bones are called, but they're very tiny, and it's inside the actual, like, in here.
1: Did you say you got your collarbone too? No.
0: My collarbone no. was fine. It's that's, that's it's like everything inside of that. So mm. literally, like shoulder my my itself. shoulder was in its socket, but like there was no structure there. Mm. So my arm was literally held on by like tendons and muscles and, and just being in a socket. Fuck. So like there's these two. There was one this. That's how big the like how much force hit my shoulder. It just fucked up everything in there, but it was really bad, dude.
1: Does it still give you pain?
0: Yeah, I get phantom pain sometimes, and then, like, uh, my... Well, why do you think it's phantom? I mean, you got it. I, cause I, I don't know, it's just weird. Sometimes it just hurts. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, you fucked it up pretty good, I'm sure. I, nothing's uh, ever 100%, right? Like, I'm
0: sure after, like, 20 years from now, I'm not gonna be able to ride, cause I'll have such bad arthritis in here, and that'll suck balls, but...
1: It does suck.
0: Well, I'm gonna have to get a trike or some bullshit. Do you take uh, ibuprofen or anything when it hurts? No, it it just like split. Like if I move it the wrong way or whatever,
1: Mm, you'll just get like a sharp. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because
1: I was gonna say if you get aches and shit, uh, like my lower back that gives me so many problems, I'd leave you with some of that kratom. Because that's um, I've been trying to promote that a little bit on the podcast. Yeah. It's a fucking great option, dude. It's so cheap. It's natural and you know they keep coming out with studies about how ibuprofen and NSAIDs or whatever just it's no good it's no good destroys your insides
0: oh yeah it's chemicals yeah you have to go through the chemicals to get the actual stuff that you know relieves the pain yeah and all the stuff that makes it a pill and you know right you could take some Dayquil. I mean that's a liquid, I don't know if that would be a difference, but Yeah. I'm just trying to keep it as natural as I can
1: now. I'm not sure what the active thing in Dayquil or whatever Well it's it
0: is. all liquid, so it's not a pill. But I don't
1: yeah, know. but it's still a drug.
0: Yeah, but it's not I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's a little different, but maybe not, I don't know. But you're also drinking like some weird colored syrup. Why is it colored? You know what makes it that color? Hmm. <laughs> Food coloring. Well, we gotta make it appealing. You know, it's gotta look like it does something.
1: Did you know that opiates, or uh, like morphine, or a respiratory depressant?
0: Like it it slows down your breathing.
1: That's why when you were saying that earlier, but I haven't heard somebody say that before, like that like they were injured and they got the shot of morphine and they instantly felt like it was harder to breathe. It was yeah,
0: it made me panic. Did it feel
1: like I couldn't take a full breath? Yeah or it felt like it felt
0: like my my heart was just like you know, I couldn't like I couldn't everything was slowing down. Yeah, it was like free and it happened. It's so weird, dude. It's like a, a warm sensation in your whole body, like you just pissed yourself. I literally thought I pissed myself at one point. It was horrible. Like you ever had an iodine shot to go through a MRI or whatever? I think is what. They oh were? no, I don't think so I, I had to do your, that. So when they did that to me too, it makes you feel like you pissed yourself too. But it's just a warm sensation, and you can actually taste it in your mouth. <laughs> it tastes like copper or nickel or something. No, i haven't had one I can give i v s like a motherfucker though
1: that was that part of the e m t job in Colorado was uh doing home i v service we'd get paid like fifty bucks a trip to go to somebody's house and then hook them up give them some b twelve or like a myers cocktail was like potassium b twelve uh ascorbic acid i think which is just like vitamin C i'm pretty sure
0: I wish I had IV bags for when you go out drinking the next day and you fucking just, you're like, ah, hang over, over.
1: I just don't drink that, that crazy anymore, but I got all, I got everything you'd need in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just like having that stuff because I've been in a few sketchy situations playing around out out Colorado, out in the mountains and stuff where people get hurt and then. Like this one time, my raft guide buddy, um, we were like, probably an hour and a half walk from the car. Hot summer day, middle of the day. Uh, And he's trying to go around this part where it's like a, a rock face next to the lake. And we just gotta get around this corner and there's a rope swing over there. But he's going around and he grabbed like a loose boulder and it rolled off and uh, opened up his index finger on the top from like his fingernail all the way back to his hand, just opened it right up he's bleeding bad. But uh, my buddy, you know, takes his shirt off, we make a little, you know, get it to stop bleeding, but he was drunk too. We were all drinking and uh, we had zero water. Hour and a half walk back to the car and all I'm thinking is like, if this guy faints, we are in a bad spot like carrying somebody out when we didn't have no water luckily he was fine but he was walking you know with his head down and his hand up in the air like ooh just stumbling around (laughs) I was like fuck this could get a lot worse really quick but it was all good I don't even know in that case what in my kit would have saved the day but (laughs) just bring extra water is the (laughs) the big thing don't ever get out there with no water
0: yeah I need to drink more water too yeah and it would have been good to have
1: like a satellite phone or something if if it came down to that. We could have called in somebody. Like when I was on Horsetooth Mountain where that guy killed the fucking mountain lion the day that I broke my ankle. It was a busy day anyway. There was tons of people out. It wasn't like I was gonna get left up there, but luckily Horsetooth Mountain has really good cell phone service. So I just called the Rangers. I was like, hey, broke my shit. <laughs> Can you come get me? <laughs> They're like, where are you? Um, pretty much at the top. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm pretty much fucked.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, and then the guy comes up there. He's got a big uh, backpack med kit, you know. He hikes up and sees me, and I had already, because I had a Sam splint, you know, the flexible metal foam splints, and uh, some, like, an ace bandage or whatever in my camelback. So that was the first thing I did was took my shoe off before my foot started swelling, and... Uh, splinted it and wrapped it and had it up on a rock because the elevation really does make a big difference in the swelling. And uh, he comes up and he's like, oh, cool, you already got it done. <laughs> right on, man. I was like, yeah, please tell me you have some fucking ibuprofen. And he's like, oh, no, I ain't got none of that. <laughs> you got like a 30-pound bag and you ain't got a couple of aspirin or some fucking ibuprofen. I suck, dude. And by the time I got back to the house, the thing was the size of a grapefruit. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, because that's what your body is trying to make a cast. That's your body's way of immobilizing something. It just oh, fills it, up. Yeah, the yeah. fluid. It's just fluid. So your body's making a cast out of water. It's crazy. And it? I loved do. I loved learning all this shit in the EMT school. You're just like, ah. It makes. It's a sense. lot of fucking aha moments. There's a
0: lot of cool things about the human body.
1: Yeah, it? and after doing the mechanic thing too, it was a perfect. Prerequisite for the EMT stuff because, yeah, you get to, you know, just like a, a car, you know, you've got like an air system, you've got a cooling system, you've got a fuel system, yeah, you got your CPU up there between your ears that, you know, lots of things can happen with that. Yeah, I had a blast. Or, no, um, do you want to get out of here by three? Yeah,
0: we can go ahead and head out now if you want. Okay. She's, uh, she's off now.
1: Yeah, sounds good. What were you doing the day that they put a hole in the side of our fucking chow hall in Iraq
0: with uh, that rocket? Uh, dude, I was just in, the, in my little chew thing yeah. by myself. I don't know, like, I think I was watching a movie. But then you hear that loud, it was loud as fuck. And then obviously the way I describe it is like somebody went and just clapped in your brain. Like literally hands were in my brain. It made a big old clap. That's how loud it was. Mm -hmm. And then I walked out and nobody was there. And then fucking Big pokes his head out. I go, get the fuck back inside. (laughs) And I close the chew door. I start gearing up and then going under the tape like your bed, like you're supposed to, until you hear all clear until it stops and yeah. then you go to a to the chow hall was our rally point, right, right? yeah <laughs> somewhere in that area yeah. and then but then when I had my head out I heard another one and it didn't sit you don't hear a whistle it's more like a and that's what you heard and then another fucking uh, explosion and then that was like fucking I think we ate at 5 or four thirty every day
1: and it was about 20 minutes yeah, before, wasn't right, it?
0: Right, so they knew... That's how, like, a lot of people don't understand how smart these fucking are. Yeah. They're not stupid, you know? They fucking... They plan this shit out pretty... pretty well. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, 20, 30 minutes before we would all normally just go and eat chow. And that was at the end of our tour, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always made the joke about that time difference because I uh, remember that we would buy the the Iraqi uh, alarm clocks and shit from the yeah. locals over there one of their little shops and it would like gain a minute every day or something so like every week your clock would be like 10 minutes yeah. fast and you'd have to set it back so I always made the joke they forgot to set their clocks back and yeah. they, they hit us 20 minutes before dinner
0: and then the best part of that all that after we got the all clear we still went in there and fucking ate did we? Yes, yeah, dude. I don't even you could smell that. the fucking. <laughs> you walk up there and then there, you see the building two spots. I think there's two different spots just peeled open, because it's uh, aluminum all the way around, but it's mm-hmm. all concrete. That's what's why it's safe in there, and that's why they let us go in there and eat again. Like, oh, okay, because it wasn't it, yeah. it wasn't a through and through right. hole. It's all concrete. Like all those aluminum buildings are all concrete. It's just aluminum, and that's why you see it peel. But yeah, you We went in there. And you can smell the fucking rockets, like, in there while you're eating. It was the most surreal thing I've ever experienced. Like...
1: God, I don't even remember eh, that. No
0: big deal. No big (laughs) deal, you know. This building just got hit by two rockets. But, you know, here we are eating fucking Cobb salad and... You know. We had pretty good food over there, though. That's what... I tell people that, too.
1: I don't talk shit about the Army food when we were over there, for sure.
0: No. They did all right. Um... We didn't have good food when we were in our camp, though. So yeah. That was shit. That was some shit food. I remember we ate K-Rats K at one point. The ones that you peel open, and you just heat them up. Like, that was fucking horrible. And I remember uh, unloading the fucking... Clip. Yeah, I hated that shit. hated it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It come in and like came, middle yeah. of the night. It's like
0: fuck you, man. Fuck you. Take hours. Fuck you for being tactical, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Coming at night.
1: And it was just like a, a tractor trailers worth yeah. of dry was, goods. Yeah, and, and it food. took it took
0: hours to fucking unload it and move that shit. Cases hours. of Gatorade and water. Yeah. And sometimes you just you just got off a mission and you got to go out there and fucking help. And then some people would try to hide and shit, and I'd, that always pissed me off, too. Yeah. It's like, you eat the food right, so you fucking help. Like,
1: we had to switch things up for a little bit food-wise after Guantley, yeah. too, right? Yeah. I talked about that, the, actually, the first podcast I put out. I was reading my journal entries from over there. My mom talked me into keeping a journal when we were over there. And that's the one I ended with it was the day that I came out and it was Avalos, I think, that yeah, I told him. me. Wow. Yeah. Avalos and Byzante was the first one there. Because I remember wow, seeing I remember his rifle. Guys, that's crazy. I, I remember about
0: those guys just till right now.
1: Yeah. Bizante's rifle had like Avalos
0: had that fucking Chevy uh supercharge as an SS trailblazer or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Black? Yeah, it was black, yeah. Yeah, I remember that day. I didn't go to his fucking memorial service either. I didn't think it was optional. I thought everybody was there. No, you didn't have to go. Oh. I didn't want to go. I always thought what he did was selfish and who he left behind, and the reason, supposedly, he did it was, you know, like someone told me is because he was worried about his wife taking his daughter and you know all this stuff it's like well now now you just made that official so you know I don't know I'm not a like a suicide I understand you have problems everybody's different but there's always help and taking your own life is not going to solve anybody's problems you're just creating more for other people so it's selfish to me yeah
1: yeah I mean I it, it's fucking crazy how much I've been hearing about suicide lately you know with a comedian that I saw on my way through LA Brody Stevens he uh, he committed a suicide like two weeks ago or something um that employer back in Colorado and yeah just, yeah man but I've you know had my little bouts with depression that get to the point to where you're like Fuck, I could see if this gets like.
0: I know. mean, but you gotta remember the people you're leaving behind too. It's not just you; you're affecting. Yeah. You know, it's. That's how I look at it. Plus, I lost my brother in a fucking car accident. You know. And it, someone who didn't choose to not to be here, is it's selfish that you chose not to. Have a life, and there's people who didn't get that choice. You know. Right. Because they were, you know, whatever life happens or whatever.
1: Why do you think we're at this point anyway? Why do you think the antidepressants are the most prescribed thing in the United States? Because
0: I I hate antidepressants. Hate them. Hate them.
1: Yeah. Why do you think people are so fucking bummed out?
0: Because the thing is, is that, you know, I understand there's a chemical imbalance, okay? Whatever. I'll, I'll believe that. But when you put yourself on antidepressants your body is now dependent on it it never stops you are right. always going to be forever on antidepressants and then what is the long term side effects all that shit
1: we don't you know, know yet
0: nobody knows <coughs> my ex-wife's on antidepressants or ever since I've known her and to me it doesn't help you know like what? what's they don't they, it's a mind thing it's a mind thing hey this happy pill you know if I take it I'll be happy guess what your mind's going to do going to shift it's going to make that decision rather than you going and dealing with your problems and mentally saying i want to be happy not you know making a choice rather than making it like a chore you know someone says if i give you a rock and say if you eat this fucking rock you're gonna have a big cock you know what i mean it's that same like not saying that your brain is just gonna automatically assume if you believe the, it. The
1: placebo effect is measurable. Yeah. It's yeah, real. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get yeah. at.
0: It's like somebody. If I told you this pill make you happy, yeah, your brain's gonna. you, you just. It's human nature. That's what's gonna happen. But you got to do that without having to take some chemical shit for your entire. Because you don't get off antidepressants. I don't care what anybody says.
1: I got off them. I was on them for over a year in Colorado because I got to the point where I was like waking up just fucking sad, man. Yeah. It sucked and it was starting to scare me.
0: Well, the doctors won't tell you to get off them. I promise yeah. you that.
1: Because it sucks when you get off them. Yeah. There's a big drop off. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. It's just yeah. your body now is like switching over to instead of trying to produce that. Exactly. That They've chemical. That, yeah. yeah instead Serotonin. Of, right. Then, it, instead yeah. of your body naturally trying to produce it and now you're giving an excuse not to. So exactly. that, that part of your body is just going to shut down. Like, exactly.
1: That's what they say is that yeah. you're you're less able to regulate your hormones yeah. once you
0: come off. And one. they make you they make you overweight. They fuck your your reproductive system up. Like there's just so much shit. I was on, uh, uh, Billify, which is like an antidepressant, but it's like isn't
1: that the add on? Like yeah, the, but I was on. Use it. it in conjunction with another. Yeah, but I didn't
0: do. I used it by by itself when huh. I was a kid. And I used it, and it made me sleep. I used it for two weeks. It made me sleepy. All the time. Sleepy all the time. Stop using it. And that's because I had, like, a mood disorder. I still have it sometimes. But, you know, at some point, you gotta, like, take control of yourself. You know? It's like making bad decisions, you know? You can keep making the same decision, you know it's wrong. But you keep fucking doing it, you know? You just gotta be a...
1: Proactive. Yeah,
0: just fucking mm-hmm. understand it. Like, oh yeah, you know, you you make a bad decision. That's great, but like, don't keep doing it. It's stupid. You know, even I recognize. I don't. I make the same damn stupid ass decision sometimes, and then I could wake up the next day and go, "What the fuck? I'm, that was dumb." You know. But that's human nature too. You know, it's what makes us who we are. I think. You know? Ups and downs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just yeah I think for, it's healthy to have ups and downs you know? for sure. And if you're actually, you know, if you lose a family member or something, depression for a little period after that, like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But I don't get why. I mean, I have some theories maybe on why people in this country, why it's such a fucking epidemic, why everybody needs some some well, sort of you numbing. Know, being,
0: being broke in, in, in America where, like, we have so much freedoms where it doesn't make sense why we have so many homeless people and, and why our why a livable wage is almost impossible to get anywhere, you know what I mean? That's not, that's a big problem. So that plays a factor in it. But the other hand, it doesn't mean you need to go fucking take chemicals for the rest of your life and then be dependent on those. Because you're just paying those same people who are making it worse for everybody else anyways. Pharmaceutical companies. Overcharging for ibuprofen. You know, There's, there's, there's a whole bunch of shit we could talk about. I mean, it's fucking education is a whole scam and being a doctor itself is a scam here in this country. The fact that it costs so much to be a doctor is a scam and then in turn they get to charge us patients a lot of money so that they can repay their student loans, a hundred and thousands of dollars of student loans they have you think they would charge the same amount if they if it cost half of that to go to school to be a doctor no you wouldn't have to but that's why they do it medical yeah. machines the people make these fucking MRI machines charge, a up, piece, charge these yeah. fucking hospitals and they have to have these up machines and the, those manufacturers know it you know it's it's just a, like a never-ending cycle of scam after scam after scam you know the health system in our country is a joke but I've also talked to a, a Canadian who said that universal health care is not what it what it's it's like you pay a lot in taxes for that kind of shit that's why people don't hear don't want that they want to pay taxes right <clears throat> I don't
1: even have health insurance right now I yeah. have it since my job in Kentucky when I was getting it through you're my employer
0: I have health insurance just cause it's cheap for me if it wasn't cheap I wouldn't give a shit cause I don't think we'll uh, smoke the cigarette and we'll go
1: cool
0: um I don't think they're charging people anymore for not having
1: yeah they just did away yeah. with that
0: yay Trump <laughs> <laughs> yeah I never really uh, agreed with the uh the whole bad date, but what people don't know is the order, the only way that pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies would back that bill was if there was a mandate. So that's why Obama put it in there. Oh, uh, okay. That's the only way they would fucking back it. Yeah. But there are people, because of that bill though, there are more people who have insurance than they did before, so. what's great out though those because they got rid of the bad Dave. some I think it's Texas is stewing the government because then it's now it's unconstitutional it's not mandated or something I read an article like that <laughs> so it's like go fuck yourself man you know
1: yeah, I was reading about Texas the other day putting uh, guards with AR-15s in the public schools what do you think about that whole mess
0: We already talked about this, man. You can't, I don't want my kid growing up in a prison because that's literally what it would feel like.
1: But, I mean, obviously, you're a a gun rights guy. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, I don't agree that there should be a gun touted. There should be a police officer, the front door, and one at the other exit, I guess, is how you should do it. The school needs the. If it's public education, then the, the state needs to fund that officer to be able to work that fucking... as security.
1: I just kind of meant the whole, like, gun violence thing as a whole that people nah, are always talking about.
0: You, you know, there's, there's, like, different views. I mean, I, I like gun rights, too, but I don't believe the government's going to ever fucking take away our guns. That, so I'm not that fucking paranoid.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up actually, because me and the Australian Zach, we were talking about, you know, because that always comes up. It's like, well, we need our we need our guns in case we ever have to fight back against our own government. And honestly, like, couldn't think of a scenario where that would even be like
0: a. I mean, the thing with the Constitution is different people interpret these rights for, like rights to bear arms, right? It's been interpreted one way forever. You know, there's different ways somebody else can interpret that, too. Like, yeah, you should be able to buy a gun, but you should also be able to not... You shouldn't be able to go buy a gun if you're a fucking criminal. And you shouldn't be be able to go to a fucking private gun show and buy a fucking AR-15 with no goddamn background check. That's just stasinine. Yep. You know? So...
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that gets passed, yeah. the whole background check. Thing. And
0: they uh, wrote, I guess they wrote in this, which I kind of like, I think it's kind of fucking cool, and I'm not, like, so hard on illegal immigration, but, like, they snuck in there, like, a clause where if an illegal immigrant applies for a gun, then ICE gets notifi- notified. Notified.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, so some um, people were in up on arms and that like go fuck yourself, dude. Why not? That's not
1: profiling. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> not at all. It's like why why does this, he's not even a city, US citizen. Why are we going to try and let, why are we letting this dude buy a gun anyways?
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. He shouldn't be able to buy a car either. Like or right. get a driver's license if, if he doesn't have the proper yeah, if you didn't go through the proper channels or whatever. so you have
0: like uh, you you're here traveling. That's different. You have a passport or whatever. You have an international license and. But yeah, these guys come over and they don't have fucking shit. And they just drive. They drive cars. They drive beat up old fucking Chevys and have trailers on the back of them. And they drive like jackasses and. Get sod on your truck. <laughs> I guarantee you those people that work in my apartments, so at least one or two of them are fucking illegal. Yeah. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Southwest is kind of kept alive by Mexicans, it seems like, California. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that? that's uh, why I always go back to that NAFTA I was telling you about. You know, immigration, there's a direct correlation the increase of illegal immigration and immigration in general to the U.S. since that was... Signed by Bill Clinton it was a horrible fucking because Mexico could no longer compete with the mass farming that the rest of the world oh, is, right. you know doing. You know that's a third world country almost you know they don't have fucking chicken coops with thousands of chickens sitting on top of each other with fucking deformed legs shitting and pissing on each other and then being sold out like mass production. That's another horrible thing that's turned farming into this nasty thing, too. It's like we've turned food into this mass production thing like we did with cars and, you know, stuff we buy, which is unnatural. You know, food should be kind of expensive, to be honest with you. And it's getting more and more expensive. But you shouldn't like there shouldn't be 60 fucking turkeys in one store. That's insane if you think about it. Like if you think about where we were versus where we are now, you'd have to go to a butcher shop and that butcher was the sole person who had meat. You know? And it was local. Right. Came from yeah. some came yeah. from a, came farm a farm close
1: farm. by and Yeah, I think that's that's what I'm trying to get back more to is
0: But now you got you can go to a grocery store and buy fucking lamb and elk and buffalo meat, like fish. Like
1: I, In Arizona? Yeah, I yep. love fish, man, <laughs>
0: but, you know, it's like, it's not the same. You go to a, a coastal city, dude, the fish there is completely different. There's no, And there's nothing like eating a fish that someone just caught. Yep. And mm. it tastes so much better. I don't know why, but it just always tastes better when it's, like, just freshly killed. No chemicals touched it, like, nothing, no dye in the fucking... Farm salmon, they're all gray, and they just inject them with this dye. But, yeah, you ready to go, man?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Podcast out, is that what you said?
1: Yeah, I do the outro later. Later. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to Mike and Sam for letting me hang out while I was in Phoenix. Hopefully I'll be passing through that way again soon. And that's all I got, guys. I'm going to go warm up in Starbucks, get some coffee, try and get this whole thing uploaded. Hopefully I'll get the episode out that I recorded with Chief soon. And yeah, be good, guys. Take care. Love you. Peace. Adios. Goodbye. Signing out.